Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 102 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about how to prescribe home exercise equipment for your patient. I know you have all been asked this question by a patient at one time or another. What is the best piece of cardio equipment I should buy to have at home? Well, in this episode, I'm going to give you tips about when and what to prescribe your patient and how to make sure that the equipment you prescribe is a good fit for your patient. But before we get started, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So many people buy exercise equipment with great intentions about starting a new exercise routine and getting healthier, but... Most of the time, that equipment becomes a great coat rack and dust collector. And some of you might even be saying this to yourself right now, like, wait a second, this kind of sounds like me right now. Well, you know, we've all been there and, um, you know, we've all had challenges with working out at home and it's very difficult to work out at home. People are just much more successful working out in a fitness center, in a physical therapy clinic or um, out in a gym where there are other people and, and when you use the buddy system. So the compliance increases when you go out. But some people need to, you know, get this exercise done at home. So let me tell you how I usually address these equipment questions, okay? So number one, I tell the patient, first of all, about how excited I am that they're going to be exercising at home because only 23% of patients do home exercises, all right? And this is pretty well proven. And and I would have to agree with this from my experience that most people do not do their home exercise programs. Even if you motivate them like crazy, a lot of them just don't do it. And I let the patient know this also. I say, well, a lot of people don't exercise at home, so it's likely you might buy this piece of equipment for nothing. But what we do is we try to teach them why it's important and try to ensure that they're going to be compliant with it. Okay. Number two, 
the equipment needs to match the patient diagnosis. Okay, so before I get into different diagnoses and different pieces of equipment, I'm going to tell you how this works at our house. Okay, so we have a 22 year old treadmill, which my wife and my son use on a regular basis. I mean, they've been pounding at that almost on a daily basis, so bad that two years ago broke the um, the platform underneath the belt and I uh, I took it all apart I reconstructed rebuilt that platform and it is still going to this day my son was on it again today and it's 22 years old and it just keeps going um, and so that's the some equipment that we use at home now we have different preferences my daughter likes to use the um, the treadmill and the peloton I personally like to use the elliptical and the peloton um, my wife does not like to use a Peloton because she has femoral acetabular impingement. So she gets a little hip pinch when she's using the bike. Um, so she prefers to be on the treadmill most of the time and occasionally on the elliptical. And so, you know, we all have our preferences on which pieces of equipment we like to use the most, um, along with all of the other core exercises and free weight exercises that we do. Um, but th there are sometimes, you know, indications for why you should and should not use certain pieces of equipment. So I'll give you a couple examples like patients who have spinal stenosis they like to be forward flexed they don't like to be extended so those folks generally would not do so well on um, an elliptical and uh, they don't like to walk long distances on a treadmill but they do very well on recumbent bikes as long as they don't have any hip impingement um, or any problems in the hip or they they don't have any restrictions in the knee because a recumbent bike really makes you flex the knee and flex the hip a lot more than a stationary upright bike. All right. So that's one consideration. Like if you're osteoporotic and you need to increase the weight bearing a little bit through the legs, you know, maybe a treadmill is more appropriate than an elliptical and maybe more appropriate than a stationary bike. Um, people who've had total hip arthroplasties, especially with a posterior approach, you need to uh, make sure that they don't pass 90 degrees uh, at the hip uh, in regards to flexion. So getting onto an upright bike would be much more appropriate for those folks. You put them on a, uh, on a recumbent and they're going to have some trouble there. Um, you know, people with a lumbar herniated disc, these people do not like recumbent bikes. All right. Now we think that, you know, opening up the spine will help, uh, you know, open the frame in a little bit, but it puts neural tension on that leg when you're reaching out so far while you're flexed forward a little bit. It's just like doing a seated straight leg raise test. Um, so that will aggravate that nerve root quite a bit. And people um, who have herniated discs of the lumbar spine generally don't like recumbent bikes. Um you also want to make sure that the equipment they're using is stable, especially like for people with balance issues. So if they want to be on a treadmill, there should be um, some rails for them to hold on to. Or even, you know, a stationary bike is uh, is nice and solid. And if they can get on it easily, um, that would give them, uh, you know, some better balance. Unlike something like, um, you know, a treadmill without arm rails or else an elliptical, um, you know, that could be a little less stable for that patient. Number three. Have the patient go to a fitness center and try different pieces of equipment to see if they like it. Um, now, we have a fitness center in our physical therapy alongside our physical therapy clinic. So oftentimes if patients say, well, I'm getting done therapy, I'd like to get a piece of equipment at home. 
I will send them to our fitness center with our trainer and we'll have them spend, you know, two or three, five minutes on different pieces of equipment. It might be a rowing machine. It might be um, a stationary bike or a treadmill, elliptical. Um, and I have them try different machines because all bikes are different and uh, ellipticals especially can be very different from elliptical to elliptical um, as far as, you know, the stride length and how wide the pedals are apart. So I, I encourage them to, you know, even get a, a day membership pass or um, something like that or, or go to a, a PT clinic and see if they would let you try some equipment so that you have a better idea. And now if you can get into a, um, a facility where they actually sell the equipment, that's even better because then you'll be trying what you would be using at home. Um, so that's important. Number four, encourage your patient to start slowly so they don't get discouraged. Okay. Um, you know, if, if they get a new stationary bike, I say, start with five minutes, see how you do, do that for a couple of days, make sure that you're comfortable with that and then increase yourself a couple of minutes each day. Now, um, I typically don't work with a lot of high level athletes who are asking these questions because they usually are in a gym or fitness center of some sort, but these are, you know, patients who, um, don't have access or like here in Northern Maine, where we have, you know, eight months of winter, um, you do a lot of exercising inside and sometimes can't really leave. Um, so having that piece of equipment at home can be very helpful. But oftentimes people get a little too excited. They have a new piece of equipment and they kind of push it really hard. Uh, and then they're really sore. Maybe they're really short of breath. Maybe they felt quite uncomfortable after it uh, and they get discouraged and they don't want to do it again. So the one way to maintain compliance is to make sure that they're comfortable and they kind of ramp it up, you know, nice and easily. Sometimes break it up with other activities, maybe not do one big bout, but maybe a couple um, shorter bouts during the day um, could be helpful. Number five, you want to make sure that they can get their equipment serviced by somebody locally. These things break down, especially when you use them a lot. Now, I'm, I'm you know, kind of lucky that I, you know, have a feel for how to fix these things. I'm kind of a handyman. Uh, I've repaired all kinds of things in my house. So, uh, you know, I had a, a platform on my treadmill, like I said earlier, that broke a couple of years ago. And I just tore the whole thing apart and rebuilt that. I had an elliptical that had a wire that went bad. Uh, you know, YouTube is amazing. You can get on YouTube and pretty much fix anything. So I have replaced and fixed something things with my equipment. Um, but it's important that if you can't do that, that you have somebody who is good, who can get there and take care of uh, some of these pieces of equipment. And I always encourage people, if you're going to be serious about exercising at home, using equipment at home, invest a little bit more to get better quality equipment. Um, cheap equipment just doesn't last very long. And, um, you know, it could be kind of discouraging if it's rickety, um, and, uh, not functioning just the way you want it to. So I always, uh, look to spend a little bit more on better quality. And number six, safety is the key here. You want to make sure that they don't have, you know, any underlying cardiac conditions that would, you know, uh, that could be caused by or exacerbated by exercising too hard at home. You want to make sure that, um, they're safe getting onto and off of equipment. So make sure that um, they can do that, you know, uh, in your presence, that can be very helpful also. So those are my six tips to uh, help with prescribing uh, equipment at home for patients, especially when it comes to cardiovascular uh, equipment and cardiovascular conditioning. Um, if you want more of OrthoEvalPal, you want to jump on and just kind of skim through and take a look at all of our previous episodes, um, you know, go to our website at OrthoEvalPal.com. On that website, um, you can just, it's it's 
all uh, podcasts. So you can go right from zero, 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 right from the beginning, all the way through if you'd like. Um, or you can just pick and choose and uh, listen to what you want when you want to. Now, if you have any questions, make sure that you get in touch with me at paul at orthoevalpal.com. And please don't forget to go to our YouTube channel where we have uh, tons of videos on how to perform certain activities how to do special tests and um, we have a lot of actual patients with problems so we can demonstrate um, our evaluation techniques and uh, you can see the real thing and um, you know if you'd like to uh, support the show um, just go to our website at orthovalpal.com and there's a heart uh, at the top of the page just click on that and you can make a donation you can also do that through our YouTube channel um, where we um, you know we can take uh, some of the uh, this money and help with you know better equipment and uh, because this takes a considerable amount of time and resources um, to produce podcasts and uh, as much as we love it it still does cost us um, to um, to have the podcast so again folks thank you so much for listening to the show we have much more to come so uh, make sure you stay tuned for next week's um, podcast thanks we hope you've enjoyed the show for some more awesome content go to orthoevalpal.com Can't wait to see you there.